0: irreverent, entertaining, cool, you're listening to L.A. Talk Radio.
1: You're listening to Drinking Dirty in Jersey with Chris Finley and Cassie Finley right here on L.A. Talk Radio.
0: Hi, this is Jasmine St. Clair, and you're listening to the number
2: one uncensored internet radio show, Beer, Boobs, and Craziness, with the queen of craft beer, Cassie Finley, and the man who drinks so much, he pees barely and poops hops, Chris Finley. This is Drinking
0: Dirty in Jersey. Enjoy.
2: Woo! And cheers, everyone, and welcome to Drinking Dirty in Jersey live on LA Talk Radio, and it's our first show of 2016, and we're on a new night, um, a new, new time, channel. New, new, new night, new time, new channel, you yeah. um, name it, but uh, th- we originally were on Saturday nights for two years, and we we moved because of scheduling things, this and that, and we're back on Saturday night where we belong. Um, you know, Saturday night is our night, it's our night to rock, and uh, you know, it's probably the best drinking night of the week, so uh, we belong here on Saturday night, and we have an awesome show! Lined up for you tonight, um, we have comedian Dan Soder, who you might know for he was, he's been on a couple of uh, Conan O'Briens. He's uh, he was on the show Guy Code uh, from on MTV. Uh, he's also just recently in the movie Trainwreck um, with uh, Amy Schumer. So, yeah, uh, pretty big comedian. He's also on the radio a lot. Uh, but you'll find all that out in the interview. Now, before uh, we get the interview uh, started, because the interview had to be pre-recorded because he had a show tonight. Um, for those of you that are watching on the Ustream channel, don't worry. You're not just going to sit here with us in silence. Um, I will be uh, viewing on the Ustream camera one of my favorite porn movies, Dangerous Tides, uh, with Jenna Jameson. So you can enjoy the Dan Soder interview uh, while checking out some porn. But, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and now uh, – I'm sorry, Dan Danny. Dina. Dina, if you will, please. Oh my gosh. Uh, please play the Dan Soder interview. Yes. Uh, this, we're, we're live with Dan Soder. Um from uh you may know him from uh he's a stand-up comedian. He's been on Conan. Um he's he did the show MTV's Guy Code. Uh you may have heard him on the radio too. He Regularly does Opie and Jimmy. He also has his uh own show on Sirius. Uh, which we'll talk about in a couple of minutes. But uh, but hey, Dan, how you doing, man? How was your holiday? It was good, man. How about yours? <laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, th- I, don't, I don't think I did enough drinking. Uh, but you didn't, that, you didn't do enough drinking? No, I didn't do enough drinking. I, I kind of, what happens is I eat too much, and then once I, I eat too much, my body kind of cuts me off of everything. Like it doesn't, I can't ingest any more calories, so I had to stop drinking and everything. So I'm kind of disappointed I didn't get to the, uh, the point of drunkenness as I wanted to. Um,
3: so, oh man, yeah, so you just had to feel the pain of hanging out with your family,
2: <laughs> right exactly exactly but yeah w- one thing I was happy about is I got a lot of time to watch a lot of uh holiday movies. I love watching uh you know Christmas movies my favorite is Emmett otter uh w- one of my favorites of all time I-, I i just love that movie I can watch it at any time um I mean do you have um do you have like a favorite uh Christmas movie that you like to watch then
3: uh yeah, probably Christmas vacation or nice. um you know, obviously, I love the classic Christmas story, but I'd probably say my two favorite are um, Home Alone or Christmas Vacation. Home Alone is a good Thanksgiving movie.
2: Yes, yes, I agree. Um, when I think of Christmas movies, I, for some reason, I never really tie Home Alone into it, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's more of a. Uh... I think I'm
3: just, yeah, I think I was just that age where it hit and you were like, oh, this is because it had all the Christmas stuff in it. And you're we like, oh, yeah, this is a Christmas stuff.
2: Right, right, right. But I, I'll definitely agree with you on Christmas Vacation. That's one of the ones I watched. I mean, got, how can you not laugh at that right. fucking shit? Um, it's fucking awesome.
3: yeah, oh yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs>
2: like in cousin cousin, Ed,
3: cousin Eddie, Randy Quaid, and anything. That era of Randy Quaid is easily my favorite. So I love, I love Christmas Vacation.
2: <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, hey, w- one question I have for you because I've been asking everybody this is: um, Do you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? A hundred percent. 100% <laughs> it is a too. Christmas movie. I mean, you really can't get much more Christmas. I mean, it's on Christmas Eve. Um, yeah, it's the Christmas party that gets hijacked.
4: Right.
2: It's, uh, yeah, it ends with it being Christmas. It's great. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And like, even the music, there's like jingle bells yes. during the action music and stuff. I mean, everything. Yeah,
3: goes. and <laughs> I am the shit that John McClane talks, He, he I, I think he, he does. He ties in a couple Christmas things where he's like, uh, you know, where he does the uh, Rudolph Red-Nosed Reindeer, where he's fighting the guy. There's yes, like a bunch of like Christmas stuff in there.
2: <laughs> definitely, definitely. The people that say it's not a Christmas movie, I don't know what they're talking. They're about. lame. Yeah, definitely. Lame. Yeah, no, <laughs>
3: they don't get it. They don't get it.
2: Um, now, Dan, just to get something, uh, you just get into your background a little bit. Is comedy something that you always wanted to do from a young age, or is it something you just kind of fell into?
3: Uh, it's definitely something. I don't think. I don't know. Like. I definitely wanted to do it, I just didn't know I had the I didn't really have the confidence to do it. I just mm-hmm. you know I liked it better than having a job where you couldn't mouth off to the boss. At least here you can talk back if you're funny enough. And right. they allow it. Yeah. <laughs> so I kinda like I kinda liked that. That uh-huh. was kind of a feeling. I always had always hated having a job with a manager that I just didn't like and then they would just like use that power of like, I'm the manager. I'm like, All right, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> So it's kind of nice now, you know, working comedy, you still be treated like garbage in different ways, but I just think it's, uh, you're kind of your own boss, you're your own right. motivator. So there's a lot of that, which is great.
2: Right, you're, you're like self-employed, you're like an independent
1: contractor. We're... Exactly.
3: exactly, and I am a terrible contractor.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I am you... the laziest boss.
2: <laughs> How many years have you, uh, have you been, in t- have you done stand-up? Like, when did you start?
3: I uh, started in two thousand four uh, when I was in college at the University of Arizona. So I've been doing it about, uh, you know, twelve years. Okay, going All on right. twelve years. Two thousand three, two thousand four. started?
2: All right. Uh, weren't you uh,
3: the first time I ever
2: heard of you, or I heard about you? Weren't you? Were you a DJ at K Rock?
3: Yeah, I uh, I worked at a station in Tucson while I was there called KFMa, which is an awesome alternative station. And then when I moved to New York, I got hired at what? It was K-Rock when it flipped to Free FM. Okay. And then I was there I was there when it was Free FM on the weekends. And then I was there when it got flipped back to K-Rock again when O&A were in the mornings.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and, then, uh, and, I, and,
3: I worked, and then I worked there until it, until it collapsed. And then I uh, just said, you know, I was doing stand-up the whole time.
0: Uh-huh.
3: and that was kind of good because it got me off my ass to just go do stand-up a lot more, just to go out every night, and, you know, I think that's kind of what you need to do as a comic is be out every night or working, Mm -hmm. you know, doing sets, so.
2: Nice. I I truly have mad respect for for you stand-up comedians. I tried it... Once I tried it once and I completely bombed like I totally panicked. <laughs> I like you know I consider myself kind of a funny guy and what I did is I didn't take what made me funny instead I, I panicked and I became like a prop comic. Like I took like a blow up doll and put it in a suitcase and thought it was yeah, funny you know so, it. Bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Opened up the suitcase and the blow up doll popped popped out but anyway half through the set I was totally bombing I just grabbed the blow up doll and I left the club. I went outside and sort of beating the shit out of the blow-up, uh, just the total bomb. So you, you guys that can do that shit, I, I have a respect for you. That, that's, uh, I'm, uh, I really do respect you.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, I think uh, I think every comic, I don't know, most of us are broken enough individuals that just turn on stage, you're like, yeah, I guess it's kind of, I don't think you ever look at it like, yeah, look at me, look at me going on stage. I think you would be a pretty <laughs> shitty comic if you were like that. Uh-huh. You're like, yeah, look, I fucking, yeah, I don't know, I don't, I, I'm mostly like, every time before I get on stage, I'm like, oh, this is gonna go. I'm gonna probably suck and they're gonna hate me, that's usually my thought process before I go on stage, uh-huh. very healthy, very, very healthy.
2: <laughs> have you ever, I mean, I know probably every comedian has, but have you ever, you know, completely bombed on stage?
3: Oh, boy, when's the last time it happened? Uh, once <laughs> it happened, like... Three months ago, <laughs> I took a, I, I took a I took a hot one where you just fucking don't connect, mm-hmm. and yeah, it happens. It happens.
2: I mean, what's your reaction to that? Like, do you try to like save it, or do you just like completely? Yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. You fight. You fight as hard as you can, and then when you can only get him back a little bit, when you get off stage, you know, you, you find an excuse, and then you go home and you're thinking of it for a week. So.
2: Gotcha. And you just got to keep plugging along because you can't you can't uh, get into that mindset. You need the experience. Where, right,
3: right. You need the experience of bombing, too. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, sometimes it's a good thing to bomb because it shakes you up a little bit. And right. you just, you know, stay on your toes. But, I mean, now, to me, I think bombing might be a different. There's, there's, there's degrees of bombing. There's, like, completely bombing where you, where you can just hear the ice cubes melting and, and that <laughs> happens. And then there's times where you just don't. I hate having... I don't like having mediocre sets where you're just like, oh, that was okay, mm-hmm. that was pretty o- okay, and then that that folks the shit out of me for much of, you know for just as long as a mom does.
2: <laughs> right, right. Um, a, a friend of mine who uh, who used to do stand up in New York, he actually he had a pretty interesting story. He had the, he did this thing where he flew out to Ithaca uh, just for the day to do a show, and he was coming back to New York City actually that night. And, uh, during his show, he bombed, like, the show, actually, he bombed really bad, but it so happened the pilot, uh, that flew him to Ithaca was actually in the crowd, and then when he went to go fly back to New York City, the pilot, like, refused to have him on the plane and actually physically removed him from
3: the plane. Are you just giving me the Seinfeld plot? Yes, yes, I am! <laughs>
5: Finally! Dan, I've, you are the first person. Three ever, years, I've ever, been interviewing yeah. people
2: for three years, and yes. you know, porn stars, uh, breweries, bars, uh, everyone. You know, competitive eaters. You name it. You're the first person the that's ever gotten a Seinfeld
5: reference.
0: Amazing. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. That's the uh, that's my favorite line where she's like, Jerry, the pilots in the audience. Why would you tell me that? I don't know, Jerry. I just wanted you to know the pilots in the audience. I love it. <laughs> I love it. that. Yeah. Yes,
5: finally.
2: <laughs> Yeah, it was the shitty. It was a shitty assistant that got him all uh, frazzled, and he ended up bombing yeah, the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: I, yeah. It's one of my favorite. That's a great episode. <laughs> so great, I love it.
2: Awesome, awesome. Um, now, uh, actually, uh, I'm going to talk get into a little bit um, about you on the radio too. I mean, like I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the beginning of the interview, uh, you do Opie and Jimmy on a pretty regular basis. I I've heard John Anthony Cumia, uh, but you know what I really want to talk about is you actually have your own show on Sirius. Um, with uh, Big J Okerson, fellow comedian. Um, yeah, yeah. It's called the Bonfire. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, crackle, crackle, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Big J and I show uh, Mondays and Wednesdays on Sirius XM ninety five Comedy Central Radio eight six to eight p.m. Eastern. How's that for a plug? Oh, (laughs) and I'm wearing sweatpants. Nice. So are we. Yeah, we both are. We're both
1: wearing sweatpants.
3: (laughs) Good, 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 good. Yeah, it's a fun show. It's uh, pretty much me being able to hang out with one of my close friends who also happens to be one of the funniest human beings on earth. So it's just like, um, you know, doing radio with Jay is fucking great. It's just. It's just great. It's just a lot of fun. He's such a funny dude, and, and we have so much fun just hanging out that it's uh, – it's, I feel really lucky we get to do the show.
2: Yeah, awesome. I, I mean, unfortunately, I haven't heard the bonfire yet, but I listened to – Well, J. then Ryan. you need to
3: YouTube it because the kids are bootlegging it, all right?
2: <laughs> I will. I'll YouTube it tonight when I'm when I'm drunk, and I'll listen to a couple of them, but uh, but, but definitely cool. – you
3: know, feel, free, feel free to comment under and probably say some real mean shit about me or my family. That I can, you know, read when I'm having a desperate moment on the road. i really appreciate it. <laughs> i really appreciate
0: it.
3: Yeah. No but, pass forward.
2: <laughs> now, you also do um, Bob Kelly's podcast on a re- pretty regular basis. Currently. Yeah,
3: you know what? Yeah!
2: Yeah. <laughs> is, is that on, like, on a weekly basis, or is that just every once in a while when he feels like doing it?
3: That's just about uh, whenever I'm in town and available. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs>
2: Dan, do you uh do you drink?
3: No, I don't drink. I quit drinking close to three years ago.
2: Three years ago? Any particular reason why? Were you like a, a raging yeah, alcoholic
3: or too, I was fucking too good at it. I, the world. <laughs> <laughs> I was too fucking good. I was a born prodigy in the world of booze. <laughs> What what was what your um, uh,
2: what, what was your drink of choice when you uh? Were, I used a, to do a
3: shot of Jameson with a Bud Heavy back. Nice. And, then, nice. and then when I got a little bit of money, it was Jameson with a Stella back.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, moving up yeah. a little bit with the Stella. I see. Okay. Right.
3: Yeah. That was that was pretty fun. That Fancy Belgian <laughs>
5: shit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and then when I was a real when I was a real hunk of shit in college, I used to. This is so gross. This is, I used to drink double Jack and cokes and shots of Jägermeister at the same Ooh. time. Oh you know what sugar that is? Jaeger. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, chilled <laughs> Jaeger.
5: Do you know that's New Jersey's number one import? How sad is that? Or export? No, I'm it's sorry. pretty bad.
3: New that New is, is pretty bad. I mean, Jaegers. You know, it can get you nice and banged up.
2: <laughs> was there anything like? Was there a particular thing that made you quit drinking? Like you did something, and you're like, "Holy fuck, I got to stop drinking." Like, did you like? Oh uh, yeah,
3: or... a majority of the comics from the '80s and '90s. <laughs> no, but there was. Just, I just think in art in, in comedy, you can just you can have a drinking problem pretty easily because you're just around it every night. And right. You go to work. It's the only job where you show up and there's a bar that you can just, or one of the only jobs where you show up and there's just a bar and you mm-hmm. can just get hammered if you want to. I was just drinking too much. You know, I used to like to have a couple before I went on stage, and I got to a point where I was getting on stage and like I don't, I shouldn't be talking into a microphone right now. I'm a little too drunk, and then. <laughs> You know, I still smoke pot, so I'm not a saint. But I just don't. I didn't think. You know, I got a I got a family history of booze, and I was I drank pretty hard. I, I did it enough, as my as the wise Joe List once said. There's nowhere else to drink. So, <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> I yeah, you like did it all. <laughs> um, um.
2: So yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, just be be. Before we let you go, because I know you're kind of on a time schedule here, is um, you know we we have a bunch of uh, action figures here in the studio, like a bunch of uh, wrestling actors, ag- like Piper, Ric Flair, uh, Andre yeah. the Giant, because Andre the Giant's uh, the greatest drunk of all time. I don't know if you knew that, but he is.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Twenty six bottles of wine when he signed with yeah. Vince McMahon Sr. Right, uh, one hundred nineteen beers in one sitting. It's actually the uh, it is it is here. rumored. One of my favorite stories uh, back in the day is when him and Hulk Hogan used to work Japan. They used mm-hmm. to take a thing out of the van so Andre could sit with his legs spread and he would drink <laughs> Japanese tallboys and just crush the cans <laughs> and throw them at a young Hulk Hogan's head. Yes. And it was Hulk Hogan's job to, at the gas station while Andre was taking a piss, it was his job to get more beer and clean up the cans of the van.
2: <laughs> yes, I've read that. Um, yeah. I love the story um, where he was in the city, or New York City, drinking with Dusty Rhodes. Oh, it my favorite. And thing. they didn't feel like walking back to the hotel room, so <laughs> they stole a horse-drawn carriage and rode that back to the hotel room. Um,
3: That's great. <laughs> what a strong horse. <laughs> that must have been a fucking Clydesdale.
2: <laughs> yeah, right, to pull his uh, 500-pound ass. Yeah. yeah. definitely. Jesus.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Um yeah, no, just um I was hoping we get uh I I wanna ask you do the best the best macho man impersonation I've ever heard. I was hoping maybe oh, thanks, you give man. us a
3: little taste of it. Yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like just a weird thing launch there. I don't know why. I it started as something I just used to do by myself as for fun with me and my roommate. But yeah, I still do it every now and again, like uh randomly I'll throw out like uh I am the cream, yeah. Cream of crop uh, uh yeah. Cup of coffee <laughs> in the big time, yeah. Cup of coffee in a big t- I am your cutting champion, yeah. And me yeah, you're Your little <laughs> champion. Yeah, it's just a dumb thing I used to do by myself. <laughs>
5: That's awesome. It's so good. It's
3: perfect. Well thanks guys. Well thanks for having me on the show.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh is there, is there anything you want to plug? Do you have any appearances coming up? Uh
3: Hey, yeah, I'm going to be back on the road at the end of January in Providence and in Arlington, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, Soder doc, Dan Soder dot com, and you can follow me on Dan Soder, at Dan Soder on Twitter, and I'll you know find out where I'm performing.
2: Awesome, awesome. Well, Dan, I, I really appreciate you being on the show, man. You were a great guest, and
3: uh, yeah, thanks and, for having me, guys.
2: <laughs> no problem, Dan. Thank you very much, man.
3: All right, you guys have a good one. Happy Festivus. All right,
2: Amanda's out. <laughs> uh. Alright folks, that, that, was, uh, that was Dan Soder, uh, great interview, very funny guy, uh, the best goddamn macho man impersonation uh, I've ever heard. Uh, but I think actually, uh, we're going to get right into our next guest. I think on the line we have uh, Claremont Distillery. Uh, hello, you're on Drinking Dirty in Jersey. Hello? Hello, do we have them on the line?
0: Uh,
1: is this uh, Drinking Dirty in Jersey?
2: Yes it is.
1: Is this Claremont uh, Distillery? Yes it is actually. Uh sorry, um I, I had a wrong number previously. I was talking to one of your other shows.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, um well you're on, you have the right number now, so we're all good. <laughs> but uh we're 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 very excited uh that you called in. We're doing a lot of research on your distillery and uh you know, we're always pumped when uh when, when a new place opens up in Jersey and we just have a A couple questions for you, just to learn a little bit about you guys. Um, You know, tell us a little bit about Claremont Distillery. What inspired you to open up a distillery?
1: Um, I I guess it was honestly a midlife crisis, uh, short of anything else. Um, I, you know, basically Claremont were the largest distillery in the state now, and I'm not sure how familiar you are with um, the changes in the laws recently. It was one of... One of those things that, you know, in late 2013, Jersey decided that they wanted to promote craft distilling Um, Mm -hmm. and honestly looked at it as a uh, great um, business opportunity. But, you know, really something that uh, we enjoy doing as well. And so that was really kind of the impetus.
2: No, definitely. Definitely. Now, um, I mean, I see that you currently offer vodka, um, moonshine, which is which is awesome, and, and whiskey. Um, is there one spirit that you're focused on more than the others?
1: Um, you know, right now, really, the focus is on the vodka and the moonshine. Um, we actually don't have any um, whiskey on the market um, at this time. Um, uh-huh. Our moonshine is an unaged corn whiskey, whereas most most is actually made out of uh, sugar wash. Um, uh-huh. But we, you know, we do everything from start to finish. So uh, we we have a, a long process time as far as the whiskey is concerned. So we probably won't have anything to market for at least a couple of years, but it's something gotcha. that we're working on as we speak.
2: Is your um, moonshine, moonshine strong? I, when I was a kid, I, I drank moonshine once, and I was pouring shots, and I was showing off, and I was letting the shots on fire, and I happened mm-hmm. to get some moonshine on my hand, and my whole hand went up in flames, and <laughs> I had to roll on the ground to put it out. But <laughs>
1: well, you know, when it when it comes off the still, the, when it comes off the still, it's, it's certainly um, that type of level, and you know, when it, when it's coming off the still, it's coming off the still, one hundred and fifty five, one hundred and sixty type proof, which. Wow. You know, that, that will light you on fire. Um, yeah. Jesus. But the the tendency now is, is people really want the 80-proof the moonshine, but we can make it uh, at any level that you want. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, cool. It, you know, the, there, there's a little bit of a misnomer about moonshine. And, you know, really moonshine is just it's, it's whiskey that goes straight from the still into the bottle, whether it's made right. from corn or sugar or, or whatever. Um you know, right, And people have these visions of moonshine as, you know, the old moonshiners, 160 proof with, you know, some battery acid in
2: it. Right, right. And you're drinking it out of some, like, mason jar from, like, a backwoods redneck house or something like that. And that's... <laughs> <laughs> and that's
0: Either that or, or a Clorox
1: sh- bottle.
2: <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. So that's what I always think when I see moonshine. But moonshine is actually, um, it's actually pretty big now. Like, it's made a comeback. Like, yeah. you, you see moonshine, like, at the liquor stores now and the... Uh, a lot of companies are making it, so yeah, moonshine's back up there as uh, one of the bigger ones.
1: Yeah, and so. you you know you can totally think that uh, you know the the moonshiner show.
2: True. You, yes. The,
1: yes. You know, the, there's there's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of that really as a result of, of the show. Um, but you know, good moonshine is is good. Hmm. Um. So. And it's yeah. actually it's it's phenomenal for for mixing. It'll absorb any taste you put in it.
2: Awesome, and it's funny that you said that because I just wanted to get into detail about your products, and you just told us about the moonshine. But um, I'm a huge Bloody Mary guy. I love Bloody Marys. It's my favorite drink. Um, I drink it as much as I can. Um, you know, is, is your vodka good with Bloody Marys? Is it good for mixed Bloody Marys? It's,
1: and obviously I'm biased, uh, but <laughs> our vodka is really good straight. It's really good. In martinis and it's very good in bloody marys, you know, just because because of the process. And our our vodka is a potato based vodka, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, and since we you know do do one batch at a time, we really are able to separate out the pure ethanol, the hearts. So it's it's incredibly smooth. And you know, I've historically been kind of a bourbon drinker. Uh, I find myself drinking a lot more vodka
0: these days.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, me too, me too. Um, now, are their bottles easy to open, or do you need a pair of scissors?
0: Yo! Oh.
1: <laughs> no, no, they 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 have the you know they have the little rip top.
5: They're pretty easy to open. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, good, good. No, that's that's definitely a good thing. I do uh, want
5: to point out that their moonshine is called Jersey Devil moonshine, though. Oh, is it really? That's a, really cool. That's
2: an awesome name. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. That's yeah.
1: awesome. It, it, it's kind of it, you know, honestly, there there will. Are people that'll buy it just for the label, it, it's mm, a pretty, right? You know, cool label, and uh, you know, kind of stands out. But it, it is a, a good product, and you know, we do a couple flavored moonshines, and it's all all natural, no artificial anything. So,
2: good, awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about the Adopt a Barrel program.
1: The Really, the adopt a barrel program, you know, a lot of distilleries um, use an adopt-a-barrel type program really for financing. Um, mm-hmm. Because if, if you're making whiskeys or bourbons, well, you're, you know, you have a two-, three-, four-year lead time, and, and how do you finance that? Um, so a lot of people basically will do these programs where they'll sell you a barrel of, of whiskey, and, you know, you get to be an adopt-a-parent um, and at the end of three years, you get your money back, and you get you know six bottles of whiskey from that barrel we really We, we do something totally different while there is an upfront cost um, really what we 're trying to do is to get people interested in the whole process mm-hmm. so we do very We do very limited quantities of these, and if someone wants to adopt a barrel they 'll basically come in talk to our head distiller and say, you know what, this is what I like in a, in a whiskey or a bourbon. Mm-hmm. This is something that I would like to kind of make, and I'd like that to be my barrel. And so we go from there, and we then, literally, that person um, can come in and participate, you know, in the formulation, in the actual uh-huh. mashing, in the fermentation, in the distillation, um, and, you know, the barreling. And we really we, – we like to use it more as like a, a goodwill type of create, you know, um, brand loyalty type of thing where, where people really feel they have an identification with that barrel that they're producing. And, you know, right, they end right. get their money back, a, a little bit of a, a return, and, you know, they get a bunch of bottles.
2: Well, you can't beat that. I mean, that's I great. I think we need to do this. Yeah, no, it sounds it's, awesome.
1: It's, it's actually – it's it's a lot of fun, you know. We're, it's because you're, you're you are you're heavily involved in the whole process, it, you know as much as you want to be.
2: Yeah.
0: And, once, you know, once the it, process specific- is
1: over,
2: well, once the process is over, can I actually take the the barrel, uh, get naked, put it on, and jump off the Niagara Falls? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Ab-
1: <laughs> well, if it's if it's uh, as long as it's not a bourbon barrel, because if it's a bourbon barrel, then we'll use it again. But if it's already been right. used once, yeah, then you can do with it whatever you want. I mean, we have awesome. people that Man. you know make furniture out of it. Awesome. Sold. Sold. Um, now, uh, wh- when, do you
2: have, uh, wh- when do you plan on having your spirits hit the market?
1: We are actually – we started selling into the market uh, in early October. We're in about 70-plus locations right now in Jersey. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. Which is – we're pretty happy with that because it's kind of tough to go to market in October because most of the liquor stores and bars aren't bringing in new products at that time. Right. because you know they're loading up with uh, all their existing products. So so we've been pretty happy with the reception and uh you know we're we're adding more every day.
2: Good. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Now um we we see that you're actually open to the public. Um what are the hours and uh what that are available for tours?
1: Um our official tour hours are, are 12 to 6 Monday through Saturday the reality of it is is we're there from eight to seven and if there's someone there we you know we never turn anyone away
0: mm-hmm.
1: awesome um you know so uh you know obviously saturdays are a big day but we'll get people that you know will come in for lunch or whatnot <laughs> have a cocktail and a tour
2: nice nice um now is there anything um coming up that you that you'd like to promote or plug that you guys got going on
1: um, I mean, the biggest thing is uh, we do do some special events every month, every other month or so, actually at the distillery, and it's it's really just uh, you know to get people to come in and kind of get to know the product and us. And uh, mm-hmm. on February thirteenth, we're having the B Street Band, the you know the wait, like Bruce the Bruce Springsteen,
0: Springsteen the Bruce
1: Springsteen oh. tribute band. Oh. Plain. Playing at the distillery, and that's because we can't afford Bruce Springsteen himself. No, I was going to say, man, fucking Silvio's going to be there? I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) We we wish. We wish. Maybe someday. But, you know, that's the biggest uh, event we have going on. But we are doing numerous tastings on a weekly basis at uh, various liquor stores, bars, uh, promotional events. And you know we we put all that on our website and it's kind of constantly updated and constantly changing. Cool, awesome,
2: awesome. Well, um we're, I'm very glad that you called in. Uh we're we're very excited about about your booze. We can't wait to try. We actually looked for it today. We just couldn't find it. Uh we were actually going to drink it on the show, but um we definitely got to get that
1: brought down to you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we should have planned that. The producer of the show should have planned that hey. thing. Hey.
5: Stop. Holiday time, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I know.
1: I will actually, I will make sure that you get some. I I will send some down to you because I, I don't think you'll be disappointed
2: no i and, don't think we will no. you know, i don't think we will it sounds awesome it sounds awesome and um, but, you know i don't know
1: ahead. what if you if you like flavored type stuff but we uh you know the, the moonshine we do have a couple flavored moonshines as well as no i love flavored, flavored
2: moonshine i love flavored moonshine so uh yeah i would definitely be into that definitely be into that hopefully i just don't let my hand on fire uh this time <laughs> so
1: <laughs> if you want we could send you some special moonshine that you could let your hand on fire
2: <laughs> great
1: yeah, <laughs> Cassie's telling
2: me no. She's uh, doing the cutthroat, so so no 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 special moon sign, just uh, just the regular stuff. So, but man, I, I really appreciate you calling in. We're, we're very excited to, uh, about your distillery, and uh, we encourage all our listeners uh, and watchers to to get down there and definitely try your stuff and, and find it at the stores. And um, we're definitely going to get down there ourselves and uh, check you guys out. And uh, man, uh, we you know we definitely support you and thank you and uh, thank you very much for calling in.
1: Well, you let us know when you want to come up. We'll uh, you know set it up for you. We'll make sure you have some fun.
2: Awesome, awesome. Well, f- thank you very much, man.
1: Great guys, I appreciate it. All right,
2: Mendez out. All right, folks, that was uh Claremont Distillery. Sounds awesome. I can't wait really to yeah. try their stuff, man. Yeah.
5: No, really. I mean, the moonshine and the, and the vodka. Yeah, um, I did look for it, but I'm you know I was in like Shoprite Liquor, so they might not. Be in right liquors. Yet, yeah,
2: maybe but. not yet, but, um, but I think I got to try it. And uh, I got to try some other vodka in the Bloody Marys. Yes. So um, a little late for this, but um, Utah. Give me two. Two beers, that is. And I just want to tell you what I'm drinking. Hopefully I pronounced this right because in the uh, yeah, no. pregame <laughs> periscope, I did not. The Stotch Specificity Project <laughs> by uh, Stone Brewing, a grainiac. Uh, actually, very good beer. I've been drinking it the whole show here.
5: Uh, 8.5% alcohol, so it would get you effed up. So it's a good beer to drink on a Saturday night. Cassie, what are you drinking? I am drinking an old favorite of mine, one of my favorite seasonal beers. It is Sauseney Creek Schnickelfritz. Fritz. Ooh, great beer. It's a chocolate cherry imperial stout, and it's also 8%. So, yeah. Nice, nice. But I've also been drinking since, what, like Tuesday? Yeah, right. So
0: (laughs) it doesn't even matter anymore.
5: (laughs) All right, folks, um... Now, before we do
2: the uh, taste test uh, of the sour beers, the craft beer sour beer taste test, which I'm excited to do, I figure that, um, you know, let's let Pops on. He's very excited. He hasn't been on the show since uh, 2015 um, and he wants to come on and he just wants to open up the year uh, with his uh, rant of the week. And it's going to be a Christmas theme rant. He told me he has a Christmas song that he especially wrote, uh, you know, just for the show. And, uh, you know, if you haven't listened to the show before, I know we're on a new night and a new time. Uh, and a new channel. <laughs> Pops is a black puppet that is, yes, he is part of Drinking Dirty in Jersey, but he does not reflect the views of Drinking Dirty in Jersey. So uh, if you're easily offended, uh, please uh, turn off the radio right now. Um, but, if, and, uh, but if not, uh, you know, I, I'm going to leave the mic and uh, I'll be back when uh, Pops is done. So uh, I'll see you in a couple minutes.
5: Yo! Yo, Pops. Yo, crackers! Happy New Year, pops!
4: Happy New Year, two thousand sixteen. Yeah. All right, all right. Pops is very excited about this year. Oh yeah. Um, did you have a good Christmas, cousin? Yes. Did you, pops? Oh yes, I did. What's the difference between Santa and Jews? I don't know. Santa goes down the chimney.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
4: That's right. Two thousand sixteen. Now, now, I pops <laughs> so bad. Pop. Pops wrote a song. Uh, for Christmas, I don't like the the regular Christmas music. It's all from the fifties and it's a bunch of bullshit. So, Pop wrote a special song uh, for all you folks out there. Oh, uh, cool! Yes, yeah, okay. yes. yes. Awesome. And uh, here we go. Pop's not a very good singer, so Pop's gonna try his best. Okay, here we go. Don't write me. All right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> On the first day of Christmas, This cracker sent to me. My grandfather hanging from a tree. <laughs> On the second day of Christmas, this cracker sent to me, O.G.'s black glove and my grandfather hanging from a tree. On the third day of Christmas, this cracker sent to me, three horny midgets, O.G.'s black glove and my grandfather hanging from a tree. (laughs) On the fourth day of Christmas, this cracker sent to me, four grape sodas. Three horny midgets, O.J.'s, black love, and my grandfather hanging from a tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, this cracker sent to me five golden teeth, four grape sodas, three horny midgets, O.J.'s black love, and my grandfather hanging from a tree. On the sixth day of Christmas, this cracker sent to me Six hunky wallets, five golden teeth, four grapes sodas, three horny midgets, oh, just black love, and my grandfather hanging from a tree. Oh <laughs> On the seventh day of Christmas, Mrs. Cracker sent to me a six piece of chicken, six hunky wallets, five golden teeth, four grapes sodas, three <laughs> horny midgets, oh, just black love, and my grandfather hanging from a tree. On the eighth day of Christmas, Mrs. Cracker sent to me, seven hosts for raping, six piece of chicken, six hockey wallets, five golden teeth, four grape sodas, three horny midgets, OG's black glove, and my grandfather hanging from a tree. <laughs> <laughs> On the ninth day of Christmas, Mrs. Cracker sent to me, nine sexy watermelons, seven <laughs> hosts for raping, six piece of chicken, seven hockey wallets, five clothing teeth four grapes sodas three horny midgets oj's black glove, and my grandfather hanging from a tree <laughs> on the 10th day of christmas miss crocker sent to me 10 coupons for download sex <laughs> Nine sexy watermelons, seven hose were raping, six piece of chicken, six hockey wallets, five golden teeth, four grape sodas, three horny midgets, soldiers, black clubs, and my grandfather hanging from a tree. <laughs> On 11th day of Christmas, this cracker bought to me. 11 white boys' wallets, 10 coupons were download, no sex. Nine sexy watermelons, seven hose were raping, six piece of chicken, six hockey wallets, five golden teeth. Four grapes, sodas, three horny midgets, OG's back club, and my grandfather hanging from a tree. <laughs> Last one. <laughs> On the 12th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. 12, 4-ounce cold five, eleven 11 white boy wallets, 10 coupons with down no sex, 9 sexy watermelons, 7 <laughs> horse of raping, 6 pieces of chicken, 6 hockey wallets, 5 golden teeth, 4 grape sodas, 3 horny midgets, O.J.'s Black Club, and my grandfather hanging from a tree. All right. How's that? You know, is awesome. <laughs> Okay. Pops is out. Mendez out. Oh, <laughs>
5: Okay, I'm back. Oh my god, Pops had the best Christmas song ever. Oh, was it okay? It was awesome, but he can't count. <laughs> <laughs> what, did he miss numbers? So he kept saying six and six. <laughs> and he missed eight. I think he missed seven or something. <laughs> There's some my number missing in there somewhere.
2: Well, he's not that good at It was counting. the 12
5: Pops of Christmas. All right. It was awesome.
2: <laughs> right, let's get into the... Uh, taste test? The taste test. Um...
5: I'm so excited about this because you don't like sour beers. I am not a fan
2: of sour beers, but I'm very excited about uh, tasting these. I've been
5: harassing Chris Finley to do this forever.
2: Now, uh, what we do on our beer test is Cassie will tell us a little bit about the beer. She will taste it, tell you you what she thinks of it, and then I will taste it and tell you what I think of it. And then at the end, we'll pick the one which we like the best. Cassie, what is this first beer? Okay,
5: this is a very mild sour. That's why we're starting with it because I don't want to freak you out at first. And this is um, Boulevard Brewing Telltale Tart, and it is 6.2%. Okay, uh, nice. It's mildly sour. They actually make my favorite sour beer. I didn't get it because I couldn't find it, but it's called um, Love Child Number no. 6, and it's amazing. But anyway.
2: All right, she's tasting it. And uh, what do you think of it there, Chief? That's delicious.
5: That's not, like, really sour at all.
2: The, no. I really um, like so it. I, I kind of like the label. Mm-hmm. I do like this, and I'm not a fan of uh, sour beers, but it's not too sour. You know why? Because it's not over the top, so it doesn't give you that like kind of like Yeah, I didn't want to start
5: with over the top. <laughs> I didn't want to scare you.
2: <laughs> heartburn taste, but I like that one. So You're not
5: going to get heartburn because you take that stuff.
2: That's true. What's this uh, next beer that we got here? This
5: is a Creek, um, which is a Belgian sour. It's 4.5%. Now, generally, sour beers are lower in ABV because they're meant to be drank all day. Mm-hmm. that's what they do in Belgium that's what they do in Germany
2: well I like drinking all day
5: so, um, so this is a actual Belgian company called Tur Dolan Tur Dolan Tur Dolan oh. uh, Creek nice
2: alright open that Hopefully baby up it doesn't explode uh, let's taste it because you never know about these beers alright Cassie's uh, smelling smell it very sour she's going for it and what do you think Cass
5: oh my god it tastes like juice wow that's awesome let me taste it oh my it. god that's really good Holy shit. This is so good. There's
4: right?
2: alcohol in this? Yes. This tastes like awesome Kool-Aid. It does. <laughs> Pops love that shit. Oh my god, yeah. <coughs> that beer's fucking awesome. So far, that's my favorite. Yes, I agree. Holy shit, Agreed. that's fucking awesome. Okay. Uh, this next beer... Um, Cassie, why do tell us about it? By the way, I'm distracted because uh, we have a big TV here in studio and the movie Hard Bodies is yeah, on. Yeah, there's boobs
5: on. And the there's TV. boobs
2: all over the place, so I'm so just like, is, distracted by boobs.
5: This is a wild beer company, Modus Vivendi. It's an oak aged for 90 days with wild yeast, Asian oak barrels. Um, it's 7%. Okay,
2: so a little strong there. Yep. All right, so Cassie's opened it up and uh, let's taste this bitch. It smells good. All right. And what do you think?
5: That's a little more sour. Okay. Um you can tell it's barrel aged. You can definitely taste the barrel in that. Ooh.
2: Oh, no, this isn't me. No, no
5: I, don't I don't mind it. it. I don't like it at all.
2: No, no way. Really? Nope. Too 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 sweet, too sour. I don't like it. Not my thing. So definitely uh thumbs down for the Old Finster here. Um
5: Cassie, what's this next beer? I like the label. This is um this is a classic sour actually. Uh a Petrus uh, Special Ale. It's Belgian. It is 5.5%. It's the green Petrus. There's two different ones. There's a red and a green.
2: Okay. All right. So Cassie's opening it up. She's going to uh, taste it as I'm seeing some naked titties on the screen. This is awesome.
5: This is way less sour. This is more Belgian than sour. Hello? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was watching boobs. I don't All right. Care. So let's taste this one. It's way more Belgian than sour. Yes. I don't even
2: taste sour in this. No. no drink this because it's very smooth and I like it. It's not as good, though.
5: No, that creek as, is the best one. The creek. I think right. the creek is still Dawson's creek. the
2: number. The Dawson's Creek. Wow, <laughs> look, the size of the knockers on these girls. Would you
5: stop? Just Jesus do the fucking Christ. taste test. We don't have time for this shit. I'm
2: distracted by boobies. I don't care. Anyway, um, what's this next beer we got going on this here? Is this is a one beer.
5: has a cork. This is a beer that we should have had a couple weeks ago when we had uh, Firestone Walker Barrel Works on. This is their Agrestic American Wild Ale, 6.8%. My best friend at Wine Country hooked me up. It was sitting in the the Mix of Six aisle. He had just put it out. Oh, my God. He's taking pictures of boobs right now on TV. It's like you haven't seen (laughs) boobs before.
2: No, they passed the scene where they're showing the boobs. Anyway, taste
5: the beer. I had to pop bottles over here.
2: All right, what do you think of this beer?
5: You're not gonna like it. It no. tastes like the other one, but I like that a lot actually. Yeah, too sour for me. Oof. Yeah, no, I like no. it. Don't
2: don't get rid of that one. I'm drinking no, that. No, no, no. That's all you, babe. Uh, but I still like that second one the best, which was the what? I'm sorry, Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek one. All right, last beer. Wow, this is a small bottle.
5: This is like an Asian penis. This thing. Um, this is also another um classic, Rodenbach Grand Crew uh it is six percent this is a very classic sour like when i have sours i think of these weird belgian shit
2: okay all right so cassie's uh taking the sip and and what do you think Ooh, i like it good yeah good all right let me let me take a sip here Mm. Ooh, uh it's okay it's better than the other two that were really sour but it's still too still too sour for me so you like the creek I'm definitely uh, going to pick the Creek as the winner. Let me just grab that beer. Uh, that wasn't it. Whoa. Whoa.
5: Something just – Something – Someone got a text or something. Oh, shit, I can't find it. Creek. Here it is. Okay. Um, so the
2: uh, Turdolan Creek I think is the winner here. Um, I'm not a big fan of the ABVL 4.5, but I'm going to show this in the Ustream camera uh, if you're watching. This is the sour beer to get. Even if you don't like sour beers, this beer is is really good. Uh, so definitely um, pick one of these up or a bunch up and uh, drink them up because cause it's just really, really good. So, all right. So we're winding down towards the end of the show here. So I just want to talk a little bit about what we got going on here in the near future. Um, we have a huge show next
5: Huge week. show. Like ridiculous. Tell us a little about I don't even know how this happened. But we're going to have Flying Dog on our show next week.
2: Flying Dog, which uh, any craft beer fan out there, even non-craft beer fans, you guys know that Flying Dog is –
5: Nationwide. They're out of Maryland. Um, I mean beers such as Raging Bitch. uh, They have the Pearl Necklace Beer, which is their Oyster Stout. All of their labeling is by the same guy that does the – did the illustrations for Hunter S. Thompson. Yes. So they're all like – and they're all kind of Hunter S. Thompson-like. They have a beer called Gonzo. Like, they have, like, they're, like, very Hunter S. Mm Thompson-esque beers. Um, And most of their stuff is centered around dogs. Um, Well, it's called Flying flying Dog,
2: dog. so I would assume.
5: Right. Um, We actually, their taste test, when we did our winter, our Christmas beer taste test, their beer was the winner. So... Yes. um, But... And no, we're I'm very to, excited, but the whole show is going to the whole show is going to be them, and we're going to have a craft beer taste test with Flying Dog. Yes,
2: with them live on the air. Right, we're going to be drinking their beers, so it's going to be a great show. Um, and then on the uh, the 16th, the, we have two awesome the guests 16th as well. We
5: have um, a, a new bar out of Bloomfield called Essex Junction coming on, and we also have um, River of Beer Saloon out of Bloomingdale, which is up by Pompton Lakes, um, that area, Butler mm-hmm. area. They're going to be on. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. And Tony
2: Thurber lining up some guests, and, and um, I'm working on uh, one guest that's going to be pretty – exciting so so that that'll be announced in the near future but um you know please uh you know check out uh check out our facebook just yep. check out our website com. oh and i want to thank dan soder for being on the show yep. uh very funny comedian uh and
5: claremont distilling
2: yeah um, well ch- check out dan soder online check out where he's gonna be very funny comedian go see him claremont distilling that shit sounds awesome i can't wait to get uh wasted on uh on their booze and everything so um, you know, uh, I'm very excited about that. So, and
5: they're right out of Fairfield, New Jersey, too. Yeah, I which don't is know if uh, you mentioned
2: that. Yeah, which is pretty local to us. But, uh, but in any case, um, so I think that's about it, right? Yep. I mean, so check, early,
5: but, check uh, us out, and uh, we'll see you next week. All drink right, on.
2: Drink on.
1: You're listening to Drinking Dirty in Jersey with Chris Finley and Cassie
0: Finley, right here on LA Talk Radio.